0: Welcome to another episode of Blackhawks Insider. It's game day, so it's time to hear from the head coach himself. Luke Richardson previews tonight's game and provides commentary on trending topics. So without further ado, here's Coach. Blackhawks are concluding their homestand hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets. We're talking with the head coach, Luke Richardson. I'm Joe Brand. And Luke, how was your off day?
1: I was good. Uh, You know, sunny day. Got a workout in as usual and um you know just reflect on you know how our team's playing and you know i think last game was the first game in a while that it kind of got away from us and how uh, to just kind of reel that back in and get the guys guys dialed in for our last home game before we go on the road
0: yeah going back to that last game solid start against a good colorado team uh, unfortunately not the following 40 minutes but how do you i know you're you can only do so much as the head coach but w- what's the plan of attack to try to make that more consistent and and feed off that strong start in the first 20.
1: Yeah, I thought we practiced really well those two days uh, before, prior, and, you know, the guys came out and they they really stuck to the game plan. I think we just had one quick mistake, which really wasn't a structural mistake. It was just an individual uh, uh, getting surprised and and snake bit and puck goes down the ice and it's in the net. And It's unfortunate because we did play really well in the first period. So I think, uh, you know, for us, we have to definitely talk about that and focus on it today to make sure we start the same way, but to have the the mental strength to to physically uh, execute right through uh, 60 minutes. You can't take a, a shift off or even a partial of a shift off in this league because it could be in your net quick.
0: Those challenges of inconsistency, how much do you chalk that up to the,
1: the youth on this roster right now that you're relying on? A little bit of that, but also just the roster rotating with all the injuries, that doesn't help. Uh, but you still, uh, when you have... An opportunity, which we, you know, lots of people have gotten good opportunities this year because of injury or because of, uh, you know, players in and out of the lineup. You have to make the most of it. And I think, you know, we've, I think over the course of the last month, uh, the last game was probably the one game that really got away from us, uh, compete every night. Uh, There might be a mistake uh, somewhere in the game, but the other teams are making the mistakes as well and uh, we might not just have the lineup that we can really counter and make those mistakes count into uh, multiple goals uh, where other teams can and i think that's where we maybe fall a little bit short uh, um, when we lose a lot of 2-1 games or empty net goal games and but i think you know, I mean what we're doing is competing against the highest ranks of the, in the nhl and i think we should be proud of that and uh, try and build off of that and at the same time, you you have to uh, you have to execute in this league. So that's we're just trying to push those players with positive influence, and showing some mistakes. But again, not beating them down, just showing them how to get better. And uh, I think that's how you have to work at getting better in this league.
0: We saw one of the more. Colorful games emotionally for Conor Bedard in the last one. You've mentioned in the past though that that shows that that drives there, that competitive edge is there, and you'd rather have that in a player. But as a head coach, what's your approach to making sure that doesn't turn into a negative
1: thing? Yeah, no, I think uh, he has to uh, he has to be smart about it, just like every every player. I think you. I don't think uh, you mean anything caused him to uh, take a penalty. He just kind of got caught uh, throwing a pick on a guy a little bit, uh, which happens all over the game. The guy just happened to fall down, so he got a penalty. Um, you know, But uh, showing a little bit of frustration and emotion is okay. But when it gets you out of structure or out of what you're supposed to be doing as an individual in, in that team structure, I think that's when you have to pull a player in and dial him back a little bit and say, we love the passion, but how can you refocus it in what you need to be doing for yourself and your team uh not against another individual or or what the other team is doing to you and to make sure they channel that energy um which is great energy when you have passion uh in the right direction just to put them over the top
0: ryan donato rejoining Connor bedard and philip kershev what are you hoping from that combination
1: well he's a he's a shooter and he goes that net hard so uh you know those other two guys definitely can make plays and and you know Connor has played with uh, Ryan before earlier in the season. So hopefully there's a little bit of chemistry. I thought they had a couple really good shifts in the third period the other night. So we want to start that out tonight
0: and see where it goes. Kind of going back to the youth. How, how do you assess Kevin Korchinski's first year here in the NHL?
1: I think it's really growing right now. I think he had some stumbling points in the middle of the season. And that's normal for a young player. But the last few games against tough opponents, he's really moved the puck well. Uh, he's starting to use that skating ability and control a little bit. Not being scrambling and skating all over the ice and looking a little bit out of control i think he's really honing in and kevin dean's doing a lot of work with him daily to just to kind of get his feet slowing down when the when it's not uh useful for him and getting into trouble and using his foot speed in a controlled situation to get out of trouble and i think he's doing that really well and we're starting to see some more shots from the point from him which is excellent and uh, a little more confidence on that power play too so we're really happy with how he's progressing kind of crazy that this homestand has
0: finally come to an end there was so much talk about it and then looking ahead it's a jam-packed march too
1: how do you what's the approach of heading into that crazy month i think getting back to a structured game and playing consistent and if we can do that and get on a roll that's a good thing and playing every second night or three and four nights, uh, at times, is a dogging task. But everybody else is doing it, so you got to realize that if we we get a rest when we need it and uh, we're playing well, that's a good thing.
0: Lastly, the uh, every shift episode did a great job of consolidating all the emotions and, and ceremonies of the Chris Chelios game. Just looking back on it, what what's kind of your main takeaway from from that entire
1: day? Um, you know, just kind of thinking back of the days when uh, you know Chris was playing. It was. Uh, uh, you know he was such a great player, and uh, then I rem- remember when he got traded back here, and he was a hometown boy coming back here. There's always like uh, um, you know a passion that, that goes along with that, and even though I didn't play with him as a teammate, um, even throughout the league you could feel it. So I know he played here with a lot of pride, and uh, they were always good teams to play against. They were tough in this building. So and for him to watch him keep himself in such good condition, that was like one of the first guys that was over the top um with his trainer tr goodman which i ended up hearing about and i actually went to him a little bit so uh really understood the the work that it took for him to play that long into his 40s uh was really impressive so just to be here and part and be a part of it was um, an excellent experience
0: did you ever recommend putting the bike in the sauna for you
1: uh, I've heard that story. Uh, no, he never recommended it for me, but uh, I knew Chris did that quite a bit. But, um, you know, I think he still does it. But uh, I think, uh, you know, he was kind of ahead of his game at that time, so it was really um, someone to kind of look up to. And I, I kind of played to my late 30s, but uh, I never quite got to my mid-40s like Chris. But, uh, you know, it was re- it was really nice to have a chance to meet him the last two years because it was a, definitely a guy that you could really, um, you know, idolize and and try and be like on the ice uh you know because I, mean, I didn't know him personally and i think it was a, a really uh, unique uh experience just to be a part of that and, and just to help celebrate with them
0: good stuff luke thanks for doing this best of luck tonight
1: thank you that does it for another
0: episode of blackhawks insider be sure to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or youtube and tune back in every time your chicago blackhawks lace up And thanks to Southside Jake for the tracks on this podcast. You can also find him on Spotify, so be sure to give him a follow.